This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Christian Perspective on the News. It's a Friday. It's time for Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. The sun is shining. It's a beautiful day in the Mother City. Good morning to you, Dr. Hammond. Good morning. No matter who is president, Jesus Christ is the King of Kings. And it's so important for us to always realize that the true ultimate Supreme Court is actually our Lord Jesus Christ, the Creator, mm. God. He, he is the ultimate authority. He is the ultimate vote that really counts. And uh, how we stand before God in the Day of Judgment is the most important thing in eternity. Mm. It affects not just here and now, it affects everything. And what we do now echoes in eternity. What we do now has consequences. Everything has consequences. Ideas of consequences, actions of consequences. What we sow, we will reap, and that's both positive and negative. If we sow according to the flesh, we will reap death. If we sow according to spirit, we will reap life. There are consequences for everything, and Deuteronomy 28 speaks of the blessings of obedience and of the curses of disobedience. And to just go through the first 14 verses of Deuteronomy 28 and read of the blessings that when we are obedient to God and to His laws, His word, His principles and statutes that He's laid down in the Scriptures, then we will be blessed in the city and we'll be blessed in the country and our children will be blessed in our crops will be blessed, and our herds will be blessed, and the productivity and blessings and victory. There's so many blessings that are promised to obedience. And then from Deuteronomy 28 verse 15 on, we get the curses of disobedience. And it's, it's quite striking, and uh, it keeps getting worse and worse. Uh, you know, and if we continue and persist, and if we refuse to repent and continue in rebellion to God, that speaks of, of being cursed in the city and cursed in the countryside and of barrenness, and of uh, drought, and uh, uh, the currency being debased, and of rampant inflation when uh, money becomes debased and worthless, all the way through to viruses and diseases and wasting diseases and uh, defeats and degradation. So there's no doubt there's consequences for everything. Mm. And uh, in Leviticus 26, we read more on that, of the blessings that come for obeying God and the curse that come for disobeying God, in Jeremiah 18, we also read that if God says that he will bless and build up a nation um, and that nation turns away from God, then God will no longer bless it, but in fact will judge it. And if a nation is doing evil and God says that he will judge it, but they repent and they turn from the evil and they turn to do what God has commanded, then God will no longer do what he had warned, but he will bless them and build them up. And so we can see continually throughout Scripture that God does speak to nations. We are judged in eternity as individuals, but on earth we are judged in a sense as nations, uh, in that you can have a nation experiencing drought and defeat and um, all the different uh, things that have been warned about in Deuteronomy 28 and Leviticus 26. Um, So you could be a righteous person in a wicked generation and suffer many of the ill effects that come upon a wicked society in rebellion to God mm. that kills its babies and which violates God's laws. And one could be a wicked person in a righteous generation where 
you benefit from all the uh, blessings that come uh, to those who have worked hard and all that before. So uh, it's so important as we've been having debates in Parliament over the last week on the state of the nation, reacting to the present state of the nation address uh, previous week Thursday. And uh, Micah 6 verse 8 is the verse that we continually need to remember. He has shown you a man what is good, and what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, mm. and to walk humbly with your God. Yeah. So justice, love, and mercy, and humility, these are what God calls for us to do. And uh, we've noticed how many of the, uh, if not all, of the opposition parties' leaders have uh, criticized the State of the Nation addressed by the President as a spectacular failure, the wrong speech for the time, out of touch with reality, lacking any solutions for the problems which confront us, pretending that corruption is a problem out there, whereas actually it's within the cabinet, within every part and strata of the government itself. And uh, there was an interesting uh, comment, which I haven't seen anyone particularly uh, pick on, uh, in the president's speech last week, which showed evolutionary suppositions and some dangerous revolutionary ideas. Uh, for example, there was that comment, for nearly 40 million years, an extraordinary ecosystem has existed here at the southernmost tip of our continent. Mm. And without acknowledging the destructive policies of the government in felling millions of trees in the Cape Peninsula. Literally millions of trees have been chopped down in, in the past two and a half decades. And the devastating effects of the resultant deforestation drought. The president claimed that at least once every 20 years, the Feinbos vegetation needs to burn at extremely high temperatures to allow the ecosystem to be rejuvenated and to grow fresh from desolation caused by such fires. And then he applied this analogy to the deadly pandemic that swept the world. Now, considering that what they're calling it has caused nowhere near as much destruction as the government lockdown regulations have, devastating businesses, livelihoods, leaving millions unemployed, it seems somewhat disingenuous to blame a virus for the destruction of a corrupt, oppressive government that locks people down, which declares vast amounts of businesses and churches as non-essential. Mm. But the analogy that the wildfires need to be embraced the same way as uh, the lockdown and the corruption and the things destroying the country, that this can help rejuvenate the country. Uh, the wildlife pain boss rejuvenation algae introduces SONA and concludes it. And it's the most disturbing insight into the thinking of those in government because Vladimir Lenin declared that evolution leads to revolution. And you must never underestimate the value of what he called constructive chaos. Mm. Now, Darwinian evolution and the Big Bang Theory believe that order could come out of chaos. And if an explosion had created everything in the world, then social Darwinism suggests that if you can just burn things down and blow enough things up, socialist utopia will arise from the ashes. And I heard an ANC member, head of the Western Cape at the time, Alan Bussard, proclaim this very message in my hearing. I heard him say, out of the ashes of Pretoria will arise a new South Africa. Now, that's totally in keeping with social Darwinism and the same idea of this fake boss analogy that order will come out of chaos. Mm. You see, many who hold to Marxism believe that violence is the midwife for the socialist state. And many have been infatuated with violent revolution as a means to produce global
globalized, centralized, totalitarian utopia, which they believe will be the solution to all our problems. And this helps understand the mentality behind the incredibly destructive and often irrational lockdown lunacy regulations enforced on a long-suffering people in South Africa in the name of combating a virus from Wuhan. And if only governments would devote as much time and energy to fighting crime and violence as they do in enforcing of people wearing masks even when they're on their own outside, far from anyone, and keeping people off beaches. Imagine what a great society and economy we could have if they made combating crime and corruption as greater priority as enforcing masks and lockdown regulations. And so I think it's super important that at this stage we think of what God requires of us, justice, mercy, and humility. And we look at what the scriptures say in Isaiah 59, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save, nor his ear heavy that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated you from your God. Mm. Your sins have hidden his face from you, so that you will not hear. For your hands are defiled with blood, and your fingers with iniquity. Your lips have spoken lies, and your tongue has muttered perversity. No one calls for justice, nor does any plead for truth. They trust in empty words and speak lies. They conceive evil and bring forth iniquity. They hatch spiders' eggs and weave the spider's web. And those who eat the eggs will die. And from an egg that is crushed, a viper will break out. Their webs will not become garments, nor will they cover themselves with their works. Mm. Their works are works of iniquity. Acts of violence are in their hands. Their feet run to evil. And they make haste to shed innocent blood. Their thoughts of iniquity, wasting and destruction, lie in their paths. The way of peace they have not known, and there is no justice in their paths. They've made them crooked paths, and whoever takes that way shall not know peace. Therefore, justice is far from us. And so, Isaiah 59, verse 1 to 15, is worth reading in its totality. But we shouldn't just be considering the state of the nation. We should be considering the state of our own soul. And this is the message which we've heard from him and declared to you, that God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. If we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, and we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light, as he is in light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You don't need to look further than Fridays at 7.30 to get a perspective loaded with the Word of God. Coming your way from Dr. Peter Hammond. He's the founder of Frontline Fellowship, the Reformation Society, Africa Christian Action, and the William Carey Bible Institute. Have a great Friday and a very restful and beautiful weekend. Thanks so much, Dr. Hammond. Thanks so much, God bless. Bye-bye. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.